number two, the Pete Callender Show. Callender with a K. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. The phone numbers are 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. You can also email Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. And uh, if you go there, you'll also uh, see a big fat button and you just click it. And uh, then you can subscribe to the podcast and they come right to your smartphone or tablet every single day. It's free. Super easy. Thepetecallendershow.com. All right. So President Biden... Uh, addressed to the nation last night. Show of hands. Who watched it? Okay, good. Nobody. All right. And uh, he's calling on Congress to ban assault weapons or to raise the age to be able to buy one from 18 up to 21, as well as other measures to curb gun violence in the United States. He also called for a ban on high-capacity magazines. So those would be like the, uh, what is it, like the the Uline cata- uh, catalogs and such? Well, the big fat that. OK, never mind. Um, he said the issue or he also called for background checks, red flag laws and a repeal of the immunity that protects gun manufacturers from legal liability if their weapons are used in violence. The issue we face, he said, is I'm oh, sorry. The issue we face. Look. Look, listen, let me be clear. The issue we face is and common sense. Consciousness and common sense, he says. And I want to be very clear. Quote, this is not about taking away anyone's guns, which, of course, means it is about taking away the guns. It's not about vilifying gun owners either, he said. And then he proceeded to vilify uh, the Republicans. He said the fact that a majority of Senate Republicans don't want any of these proposals even to be debated or come up for a vote, I find unconscionable. We can't fail the American people again. Lindsey Graham says, uh, I'll vote for it to come up for votes. I think Republicans should say, yeah, okay, let's have the debate. Let's do this. See, because here's the thing. Whenever they demand the national conversation occur and we get to have the conversation, the pro-Second Amendment side ends up getting more converts to their cause. Here's Mondaire Jones. He's a congressman from uh, New York, Democrat, uh, and he said, uh, you know, he is of the generation. He's the youngest member of Congress now, I think is what he said, or youngest member on the judiciary. And so people need to listen to him. To the parents who mourn and the children who fear, all you have to offer are more guns and apparently the ridiculous idea of fewer school doors. My generation and the generations who have followed know that this epidemic of gun violence is not unstoppable. It is a choice. A choice you could make differently at any time. A choice between our lives and your guns. Time after time, we have given you a chance to do something. After Columbine, after Sandy Hook, after Parkland, and time after time, you have chosen to put your right to kill over our right to live. But your selfishness and your indifference have not killed our hope. You have transformed it. Before, we believed that you might do what the people overwhelmingly support and help advance common sense gun violence legislation. Now we know that it is up to us to save ourselves from you. We did not choose this fight. We had our own dreams for our lives, the same as you did when you were kids, but we can't let you get away with this anymore. Oh my gosh. Enough is enough. Enough of you telling us that school shootings are a fact of life when every other country like ours has virtually ended it. 
Enough of you blaming mental illness and then defunding mental health care in this country. Enough of your thoughts and prayers, enough, enough. You will not stop us from advancing the Protecting Our Kids Act today. You will not stop us from passing it in the House next week, and you will not stop us there. If the filibuster obstructs us, Mm -hmm. we will abolish it. Oh. If the Supreme Court objects, we will expand it, and we will not rest until we have taken weapons of war out of circulation in our communities. Each and every day, we will do whatever it takes to end gun violence, whatever it takes. Mm. What we will do is not fail the children of this country the way that you have failed us. The generations of Columbine, Sandy Hook, Parkland, and Uvalde. Tendency for interpersonal victimhood. That is what you just heard. The TIV, I went over it a couple weeks ago. Right, This psychological uh, mindset, the tendency for interpersonal victimhood. Classic case of it right there. You just heard. Listen to them when they tell you who they are. Here's Jim Jordan. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Now we know. Now we know where they want to go. We just said it. End the filibuster. Expand the court. Forget the Constitution. Now we know. Democrats blame guns. They criticize the NRA. They call Republicans names. But let's be honest. They've told us what they want to do. Their real beef is with the Second Amendment. Correct. Their real beef is with the Second Amendment. Think about what this bill does. Mr. Massey just outlined the six bills thrown into one. What this bill does, it tells law-abiding citizens when you can get a gun, what kind of gun you can get, what accessories you can get for your gun, and where and how you have to store it in your own darn home. That's what this bill does. This is an assault. This is the start. This is the start. We know it's the start because Ms. Jackson Lee, the first person to speak on their side, said this. We're not finished This is just the beginning. Their goal, plain and simple, is to get rid of the Second Amendment. Joe Biden said it the other day. Said he wants to ban nine millimeter handguns. Michael Moore said it last week. Time to repeal the Second Amendment, he said. We know where the Democrats want to go and they don't care about the Constitution. Mr. Bishop pointed that out just a few minutes ago. They know the age limit in this bill is unconstitutional. We just had a decision last month from the most liberal circuit in the country said it's unconstitutional. They know the storage provisions are unconstitutional. The Heller decision said so. They don't care. So Greg Price is a senior digital strategist at X Strategies, and he points out that Larry Krasner, the DA in Philadelphia, literally does not prosecute gun crimes. Does, doesn't do it. He also recently gave a plea deal to a gunman that shot a cop. Once again, the issue is not the lack of laws. The issue is the enforcement of existing ones. If you want to entertain uh, getting rid of gun ownership, then go ahead and run the constitutional amendment to repeal the Second Amendment. That's how you do that. That's an honest approach. But they don't want to do that. Why don't they want to do that? Why wouldn't you run that bill? You have control of the House. Why wouldn't you run an amendment to repeal the Second Amendment? Why not? Is there some reason? Is there something going on there? I'm just asking questions. So the House Judiciary Committee met yesterday for nine hours. 
That's why I could not bring myself to watch Biden's speech, which, by the way, Dennis says, is it just me or is Blabbering Joe sounding and acting more and more like Floyd the Barber from the Andy Griffin Show? Please note this is not meant to demean old Floyd. Oh, of course not. Wait, did you say Andy Griffin? That reminds me of that episode. Wait, never mind. Um, House Judiciary Committee Representative Cicilline from Rhode Island is up next. He's a Democrat. The Supreme Court of the United States has said time and time again, mm-hmm. that the Second Amendment is not absolute. Yeah. That Congress and states have the ability, and I would say the responsibility, okay. to ensure that there are appropriate restrictions, both on age, on places where you can bring firearms, and the kind of firearms you can possess. That's long been recognized by the Supreme Court. So don't let our Republican colleagues hide behind this claim that, oh, we'd love to do something. We really know this is a serious problem. We extend our thoughts and prayers, and we would do more. But, you know, the Second Amendment prohibits it. That is not true. Their refusal to join us in this effort is a direct result of the power and the resources of the gun lobby in America. All right, so this is the standard line of attack you hear from uh, the left. This prompted our own congressman here in North Carolina, Dan Bishop, to respond. I was just thinking, so I'm going to take up the gentleman from Rhode Island's uh, challenge. He, he just said that there's really not any significant constitutional issue at stake whatsoever, that the Constitution doesn't prohibit this. Um, it seems to me that um, you'd have to know, wouldn't you? I, mean, I looked at the majority guidance, staff guidance on this, and it has this one sentence about talking about some states having adopted bans on 18 to 20-year-olds. Con, uh, if the gentleman will yield, I'm happy uh, to I, answer I, that. At your time. Let me, let me speak to it for a minute so I can uh, thicken the plot just a minute, Mr. Cicilline. Uh, you said that, uh, or the majority guidance says, yet these laws, speaking of uh, bans in some states on, uh, on semi-automatic rifles being banned to 18 to 20-year-olds, so yet these laws have been challenged in the federal courts. They referenced two cases, didn't say anything else about it. Well, I decided to read them. And so the Jones versus Bonta case from the Ninth Circuit, one of the most liberal circuits in the country, federal case, just came down last month that said California's ban on the sale of centerfire of semi-automatic rifles to 18 to 20-year-olds violates the Constitution. It says that oh, it, no. it goes through this long analysis of the history of the Second Amendment and says those rights to self-defense at the core of the Second Amendment that 18 to 20-year-olds are covered by that right. They say, just like virtually every other, in fact, I think every other, right in the Bill of Rights applies to 18 to 20-year-olds. Makes sense. Uh, And and there's another case. There's a case from the Fourth Circuit from where I come from. It was vacated for mootness after being issued, but it was an analysis of the federal a ban on sales of handguns to 18 to 20 year olds. And it said this came to the same conclusion that the Second Amendment applies. And even the dissenting judge there said, here the majority has done careful historical research and has assembled persuasive evidence that young adults aged 18 to 20 had Second Amendment rights at the time the amendment was ratified. Hmm. So when we undertake to do something, in the words of the general lady from Texas, isn't it incumbent on the House Judiciary Committee <laughs> to consider, to evaluate what the Constitution allows Congress to do consistent with the supreme law of the land? Yes, I say yes. So at least two parts of this proposed hodgepodge 
raise questions about constitutionality, the ban on the sale of semi-automatic rifles and shotguns to 18 to 20-year-olds, and also the provision about gun storage at home. Heller, by the United States Supreme Court, spoke to that. Why would there be no analysis or no consideration? Do you know But why? there's a willingness to just ram through this package, and yes. the answer is, we don't have any patience for you if you're objecting. The voices are raised, the accusations are made, Republicans are complicit. I can tell you this, and let me be clear, you are not going to bully your way into stripping Americans of fundamental rights. And it also, unfortunately, it follows a pattern that we've discussed before. Just a couple of weeks ago, you ran through a bill concerning amicus briefs in the Supreme Court that would require the disclosure of charitable organization donors in violation of their First Amendment rights of association. I pointed it out then that you had attempted to do the same party, had attempted to do the same thing in 1958 in the NAACP case in Alabama, that you did the same thing, not coincidentally, in California, since we're talking about the California, uh, the Ninth Circuit decision, in another case involving Mr. Bonta, the attorney general out there, just last year, you're, you just bl blundered right over that because you don't care. You're, you're, you're cavalier about the leak of the draft opinion from the Supreme Court. You want to pack the Supreme Court. It's not, that's if not the general yields, I'm happy to answer your question. Uh, uh, no, I think I've answered the question, but I'd be glad not to Not accurately. You, do you, are you, you're in the disregard what the Ninth Circuit has said the no, law I, of the I'm land I'm actually is? bound by the Supreme Court of the United States, and I'd like to read the quote to you, if you'll allow me, since you raised the question. I, look, I think the issue is what that Ninth Circuit case well, said. The, not, on the subject the United States Supreme Court takes precedence yield. over the Ninth Circuit. I don't yield. You'll have plenty of time. It's, the, it's a great quote. It's Your allies quote. form mobs outside justices' homes. Yeah. You say you've, look, look, you've got to figure out something else other than stripping people of their constitutional rights. We've got to figure out something else, assuming that the majority entertains a discussion. But you cannot, the courts have made it pretty clear, you cannot deprive young adults any more than the remainder of Americans of their core Second Amendment right to self-defense by the purchase and possession of weapons that are in common use and prevalent. And I'll say one, well, I'm out of time. All right, there you go. He's out of time. But he does get a little bit more time added back to him in a bit. Email to Pete at the Pete Callender Show from Joseph. He says, hearing the politicians on both sides pontificate about what the Constitution says or doesn't say is like lawfare kabuki. Let's cut the crap. They're commies who want to take your guns so they can then send their woke orc mob to terrorize the suburbs. No, pound sand commie is the only response needed. So the House Judiciary having this big debate, we heard Dan Bishop responding to Representative Cicilline, and uh, he ran out of time, but then Jim Jordan, nice guy that he is, gave Dan Bishop some extra time to, uh, to finish making his final point. Quote, we must dismantle white supremacy in all aspects of our society. And that means moving funding away from police departments and toward programs that improve public safety by helping to address the roots of systemic inequality. The gentleman from New York, the gentleman who just told us who he is. Mondaire Jones. And I believe him. Except what the gentleman from New York described is annihilating the Second Amendment 
without repealing it in the manner contemplated by the Constitution of the United States. Would the gentleman yield? Understand what we are up against because he just Would the told gentleman us, yield? My he time. just told us. Well, the gentleman from and Ohio And I believe yield. him. I yield back to the gentleman from Ohio. Mr. Mr. Chairman, I yield back. Thank you. So, no. Uh, no, he would not yield. That was Sheila Jackson Lee, who, for some reason or another, is still in Congress, despite her moon battery. Anyway, uh, Dan Bishop, you heard him. Who He is a lawyer, practice, long time practicing attorney before he ever got into politics. He was talking about Congressman Jones from New York, uh, reading quotes from Jones. Jones, who was a, a big, you know, defund the cops kind of guy and now wants to disarm American citizens so only the cops have guns or something or other. I'm not really clear on how that works. But anyway, Dan Bishop was uh, talking about Jones, and so the Jones responds. The gentleman from Florida said that he and his Republican colleagues want to stop the violence in this country. Uh, But it's difficult to believe that when there are common sense steps that Congress can take and they are unanimously obstructing those approaches. I want to elaborate something that... All right, hang on. Just because you call it common sense, does it make it legal? Does it make it constitutional? It doesn't make it common sense either. Just saying something doesn't make it true. My colleague, Mr. Cicilline, said earlier today, uh, because it is clear to me that the more my colleagues misinterpret the Second Amendment and the Supreme Court's decision in D.C. versus Heller, uh, the more they are giving up the fact that they've not actually read those documents. Let's start with the Second Amendment. The text is clear. The amendment protects the collective right of the people as a whole to possess arms solely for the purpose of forming a well-regulated militia. Now, last time I checked, the National Guard doesn't depend on teenage boys owning semi-automatic rifles with high-capacity magazines. Notice that while the Second Amendment is explicit that the government has the authority to regulate the use of arms, the Second Amendment does not include a single word, not one word, about an individual right to own a gun. In fact, the claim that the Second Amendment protects an individual's right to own a gun is so indefensible that even the conservative former Chief Justice Warren Burger, a Nixon appointee, no less, had once denounced it as, quote, one of the greatest pieces of fraud on the American public he had ever heard. All right, just to be clear, the right to self-defense is inherent. I don't need a government to tell me I have a right to defend myself. It's natural law, buddy. These are enumerated powers. These are the things that are specifically spelled out for tyrannical idiots to look at back in the day to say, you can't do this, Congress. Shall not be infringed. This is what this means. Just want to make it extra clear for you. Because when they said the part about, you know, anything not enumerated here is reserved to the states and to the individual, there were some people back then that were like, I don't know if that's going to be clear enough. And they were right. Not clear enough. So they said, here's some Bill of Rights. We'll add these on just to make sure that the little tyrants that try to take control of governments throughout human history, just so they're clear. No wonder the Supreme Court never recognized an individual right to own a gun from the ratification of the Constitution in 1789. Until 2008, when the Roberts Court's far-right majority issued its 5-4 opinion in Heller. So let's talk about Heller. Yes, Heller did set a constitutional baseline that there is a right to own a handgun for self-defense in the home. 
But even in that egregiously mistaken decision, even in that decision, the court made clear that we can still regulate gun ownership and possession, particularly in sensitive places, as well as prohibit an individual from possessing firearms. As the late Justice Scalia's opinion explains, quote, like most rights, the right secured by the Second Amendment is not unlimited. And, quote, the right was not a right to keep and carry any weapon whatsoever, in any manner whatsoever, and for whatever purpose. In fact, Justice Scalia went out of his way to emphasize that the sort of measures we are considering today would be plainly constitutional. He wrote, quote, nothing in our opinion, nothing should be taken to cast doubt on laws forbidding the carrying of firearms in sensitive places such as schools and government buildings or laws imposing conditions and qualifications on the commercial sale of arms. And he continued that, quote, another important limitation on the right to keep and carry arms is that only, quote, the sorts of weapons protected were those in common use at the time. The Constitution does not condemn us to allow weapons of war to flood our neighborhoods. Make no mistake about that. My colleague's desperate citation to an outlier ruling by two Trump appointees in one circuit, and when have they ever been fans of the Ninth Circuit, as my colleague Mr. Nagoose pointed out earlier, does not change the reality of what the Supreme Court has said. That is why even more circuits have upheld age restrictions on firearm purchases. The Fifth Circuit has twice upheld restrictions on particular weapons for 18 to 21-year-olds. The Supreme Court declined to weigh in both of those times, allowing the Fifth Circuit to be the final word in upholding these age restrictions. And the First and Seventh Circuits have upheld age restrictions as well. Activist, Trump-appointed judges may be trying to change settled law, just as they are trying to roll back decades of settled law upholding the right to an abortion. But don't believe the lie that they are, that they are selling, a lie so radical that even the far-right Roberts Court hasn't endorsed it. Age restrictions are nothing new, and they are consistent with the Second Amendment. So I, I've heard enough, and I think I speak for my Democratic colleagues when I say this, of ill-informed, bad-faith constitutional misinterpretations. The Constitution is no obstacle to protecting our kids in America today. There you go. Did you hear it? The Constitution is no obstacle. Listen to them when they tell you who they are. Dan Bishop has a response to this. You're going to want to hear it. All right, News Talk 1110-993-WBT. I know I'm jumping on the bumper music, but I'm doing it because I know I got some callers I want to get to, but I've got this audio of Dan Bishop, his response to Congressman Mondaire Jones at the House Judiciary yesterday. He's like a nine-hour committee meeting. Here is Congressman Bishop's response. Oh, uh, go. And in response yeah. to the uh, comments just made, I'm, I'm glad this comes together this way because I've been wanting to knock down some canards and some straw men, arguments that have been offered by the majority. But to that point, with the points just made by the gentleman from New York, who earlier made clear, uh, because he said it literally, that he will use all means necessary to reverse the, the, the Supreme Court, not through the processes of the Supreme Court, court by, but by changing it institutionally, by packing it, by getting rid of the, uh, the uh, filibuster, institutional over, overriding institutional norms as usual. But to the point just argued, the central holding of Heller is that the Second Amendment confers an individual right. 
That is the core of Heller. It's what the left went berserk about because you don't want that right to be recognized. Mr. Jones then comes forth making my argument perhaps better than I can, saying that his main objective is to see to it that that individual right recognized in Heller no longer continues to apply. Sir, when did the gentleman yield? Let me me finish. No, I won't. You, you, You had a great opportunity there. That you are now the misconstruing. Statement, the statement has been made by Mr. Cicilline, by Mr. Deutsch, by Mr. Jones, by the President of the United States, that the Second Amendment is not absolute, that it's not without limits. No one has contended that it is without limits. Exactly. But Heller gives clear indications to what limits are permissible. You read from some of them. What is unlikely, and the Ninth Circuit case falls in the right uh, resolution on that, the Fourth Circuit case earlier, the recognition by the dissent by Jim, Judge Wynn in the Fourth Circuit uh, in the same case is that 18 to 20 year olds are covered by the Second Amendment first. And the second point is that bans of widely prevalent firearms and, and, and uh, acquainted mechanisms are, that, that's the problem. You can't do that. Another thing Heller said you can't do is require people to lock them up in their homes so they can't be accessed to provide for their main purpose, which is the right of self-defense of home and hearth. The gentleman yield. That, no, I will not. I'm going to get this out so that somebody hears it. The president of the United States said the other day. That children can't. The pres- oh, all right. So did you hear that? Sheila Jackson Lee? So I'm going to get this out so, so somebody could hear it. And Sheila Jackson Lee said, did children can't hear it? These people are ghouls. They're ghouls. They're using dead children in order to advance gun control measures. They do it every time. And here you have Dan Bishop saying what you are proposing on the House Judiciary Committee of all places is illegal. It is unconstitutional. If you want to do something as the House Judiciary Committee, we should probably try to adhere to the Constitution. We should try to work within the law. President said... Another misnomer or another factually in, inaccurate point, you couldn't buy a cannon when the Second Amendment was adopted. And actually it's false. It's been debunked repeatedly, but he keeps repeating it. So when you come in and say, we can't, I'm making the argument, you're, you attribute to those of us on our side who are raising the question of the constitutionality of what you propose. I do not make the argument that the Second Amendment is absolute or unlimited. What I make the point about is Heller held what it held. McDonald held what it held. That was the Supreme Court of the United States. Do you acknowledge that baseline or do you not? Mr. Jones has made re- clear repeatedly that he does not. When I, and when we've raised these points about what uh, other courts are deciding about the 18 to 20 year olds being governed by the being covered, they have a right under that amendment, number one. And number two, that some limitations are impermissible. And those you propose in this bill, three of them. I said two earlier, I was mistaken, three. You want to ban a whole class of weapons to 18 to 20-year-olds, number one. Number two, you want to impose the same kind of disabling requirement mandate in the home of weapons that that Heller said is impermissible. And finally, you want to ban magazines that have the number, that are in, that are predominant, that are prevalent everywhere in the country. Heller said you can't do that. 
So you've got to contend with why, at least if you say the Ninth Circuit, well, it's great for you guys to cite the Ninth Circuit. You don't respect the Ninth Circuit. Yeah, the Ninth Circuit is liberal. That's why it's so remarkable that even they yeah. have said that this is something that can't be done. You can't ban a class of weapons to people 18 to 20. So I'm glad to undertake things that we can do. Let's talk about them. But when you start talking about things you can't do, and then you couple that with statements that essentially say, I'm going to get rid of the Second Amendment will, by any means will the gentleman yield? Yeah, I'll yield to you. What, what do you support? Like, what, what are you willing to do to stop the epidemic of gun violence in this country? Because you just referenced that, so I would love for you to articulate the efforts that you would be willing to undertake here's with your first, Democratic colleagues in this chamber today yeah, here's to stop the, the epidemic of gun do. violence in this country, sir. You look at what's happening, and then you actually do things that would address that. Yeah. So you're Let's not going to answer the question why. because you Let's don't actually fight. have an approach other yeah, than to yeah. allow the status quo to remain? Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't let teachers prop doors open. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make sure that police are not discouraged from going in and saving a per children who are being assaulted while the assault is going on. I would not intimidate the police and tell them they ought to cease to exist. My time's expired. I can translate that for you. He's willing to do nothing. It sounds right to me. No, it sounds right to me, man. <laughs> no. What he's saying is, and notice what Mondaire Jones did there. He, he says, what are you willing to do to stop the epidemic of gun violence? Well, that's a different question than stopping school shootings. And this is... It's one of my biggest beefs in the gun debate, the gun control, the gun grabbing crowd. One of the biggest beefs I have with them is the way they move the target. Okay, I shouldn't say that. No pun intended there. It's the way they shift the language. Because if you're trying to reduce gun deaths, you know, the number one gun death grouping, you know what category that is? Suicides. Two-thirds of them. Two-thirds of gun deaths are suicides. You know what the next biggest one is? Street violence. Gang violence. That's, a, that's happening in the big cities, folks. Democrat-controlled land. You know what number three is? Domestic violence. Man shoots spouse. Man shoots girlfriend. I know I'm assigning gender there. My apologies. <laughs>